Hello, welcome to another episode of Rise and Scan. First week back after the new year. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. Was it? They were doing last week. Talking shit. Ignore me. The last one released on the first, didn't it? Okay, second. so, yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, technically, it's the first one back. How has your life changed? Has your life got better in this week? Of all, of all the wonderful things you said you were going to do, uh, have you kept that momentum going for even one week? That's a, a are, question to everybody. Me? You're asking the not people, just you. The people. <laughs> the people. I, no, specifically you, because it'll be, it'll be funny if you haven't done it. Uh, you know, I'm, yeah, it's been, been fine for me, mate. I like Monday started off as a horrendous day at work, so standard. Okay, obvious. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, no, it's been, mate, it's been sound. And got the, um, the, one of the HR folks has got Doddy, a Doddy 8 competition going. So everyone's in yeah. Doddy 8 at the minute, which is good for accountability in terms of fitness and all that. It's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, no, same same old, same old year, mate. I, it's been nice to get back into a routine of work, to be honest, which is a bit sad. But... Yeah, it's a bit tragic, that, isn't it? It's just tragic. A bit, tra- <laughs> a bit tragic. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, we had, um, I don't want to the old bit of feedback from our predictions. Generally, generally yeah, what was it like? People are. Well, generally, people are in the same or similar places we are. Well, know. well, the people who listen. I, I, yeah, it'd be. I would be nice is to, to be able to drop to drop this that episode randomly into people's feeds yeah. who are unknowing about the seg, but the other horizon scan podcast and drop it in there. But even like halfway through their own episode, they're listening to I don't know, um, self improvement, some fucking self improvement technique. Uh, 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 podcast and halfway through it stops and Gaz and Hugh are ranting on about predictions for 2024 and it's just misery <laughs> and it ruins the, it ruins the day like, yeah happy until that point. <laughs> and all of a sudden they're taken out of like thinking about the goggle box fucking episode they were watching the night before or, yeah. or thinking about the next Cory episode and they're into like oh reality no <laughs> oh, yeah reality. you'd be you brought reality by, by the ultimate pessimist Gaz yeah. Walsh. I'm not the ultimate pessimist. <laughs> I mean, he did have, there was some guy who, um, he commented on one of the Instagram posts just basically saying, oh, yeah, great, well done, just spreading doom. I was like, well, yeah, I get it. But surely it's better to tell people about stuff. Because was, he was specifically talking about um the that Labour were that we that we said Labour were going to win, and I think he read that because Labour were going to win, um, there would be civil unrest on the streets. Obviously, that's not why I think there would be civil unrest. Uh, and yeah, he was just saying, you know, with doom, doom and gloom, great spreading doom. I was like, well, yeah, we, there's lots of things that people don't know about, so we just try and talk about it because people haven't got fucking time. But then it turned out that he was an yes. absolute. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, but it turns out as the I did the. I replied to him, obviously, and it turns out in the subsequent couple of comments that went back and forth that actually he was a uh, he was convinced that you know when Labour get in, everything's going to be better, and you and he went he was does I mean it's probably worth having a look on the the comments of that episode if you want to read it. But he was he's convinced Labour are going to come in and everything's going to be better, and you're going to have a really honest. Like I was like, dude, can't help you. That was days of past. That may, that may have been the case yeah. 30, 30 years ago, maybe, where the well, opposition there was could a difference and be better. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, those days are fucking past. Those, those days are yeah. fucking past. Like, yeah. You know. It was just a bit naive. I didn't, have, I didn't like go push back at him and tell him how fucking naive I was. I just said, I hope Labour don't disappoint you. The prime, like, on that, if you want to quickly touch on that subject, we were talking about vote yeah. ID before this, weren't we? Yeah, a really yeah. good indicator of um, where uh, Labour's values lay is in their stance on voter ID and post and postal IDs. And the reason this is in my mind, I mentioned it before we started this, is that Elon mentioned it in a tweet yesterday, um, yeah. saying about the US. It's crazy, it's crazy that they don't have voter ID and you can mail in ballots, and it is crazy because it leaves the door open for it, like uh, one election fraud. But two of these are door open for uh, what's the word? What's exploitation mm-hmm. of people who aren't allowed to vote 
right? Being exploited by parties, uh, yeah, parties who want to get them to vote for them illegally and get exploited yeah. for it, right? Or manipulated. It's just all about. And so, Labour in the UK, they don't want they don't want voter ID <coughs> against it. They think it's they think it's uh, discriminatory, which is fucking not discriminatory in a, a very minor way. If if like. It's it's a it's a ridiculous argument. It's like discriminatory, and the posting ballots. Like, why why wouldn't you want to ensure that someone who is voting is who they say they are? Why? Because it is a security measure against bad tactics in elections. And the reason Labour don't want it is because they want to be able to exploit people like the illegal immigrant population to be able to go and vote, which is absolutely what they'll do. What they do do, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, and. I'll exploit other in other ways in terms of getting people to vote who aren't who they say they are. Now, conservatives, because like the conservatives and other parties will do the same thing, right? But yeah. Only because that opportunity is available right now. You have to remember that they want voter ID to come in because they don't want shenanigans. They'll exploit the rules that are in place now, but they want voter ID to come in. Labour don't want that. Labour don't want the checks and balances that ensure a fair election. Right, just that is a, fl- a red flag. This isn't me saying Labour are better than Conservatives, or Conservatives are better than Labour. This is me, you know, on your point, saying Labour is just as bad as the fucking rest. You know, and unfortunately, yeah. I say the rest, Labour is just as bad as Conservatives. Because unfortunately, there probably are other parties that aren't as in the limelight, maybe Lib Dems, but the ones below that, the even smaller ones, which are like genuinely good parties, much more, much better in terms of quality than the Conservatives, Labour, maybe the Lib Dems. Since we don't fucking know about them, we don't hear much about them because they aren't allowed to get that position because the crooks don't allow them to get there, the crooks being Labour's and Conservative, Labour and Conservatives. So I'm concerned the Conservatives now would probably be quite okay with it. Um, if, we can, if we consider that the mm. where we are, with immigration and, you know, it's not like the Conservatives are doing anything about it like they, they sort of said they would or in, they maybe would have in the past. I think they're all at the same level now. I think they'd be quite happy. They'd probably talk a good story about vote riding and things like that, but I think they would be quite happy um, to get any votes they, they can, particularly at the moment when they're doing so terribly. Um, yeah, I think it's... I think it's you can't really separate them. I mean, like, traditionally, that is a Labour thing. Because that Labour are traditionally the party of giving free stuff away, um, whereas Conservatives aren't quite so much. But, like I said, they're not the same parties anymore. A lot has changed. So yeah, it's not just any illegal immigrants. Either, sorry, yeah, of course. Right? Uh, yeah. Do you know how many immigrants there are in the UK at the minute? And probably a proportion of these will be allowed to vote anyway. Some of them, yeah, but most of them not. 10 million plus. That's why it's so important. There's 10 million plus immigrants in this country who don't have the right to vote. The overwhelming majority don't have the right to vote. Right? If you bring in, yeah. they can, they are fully open to exploitation by yeah. parties who want to get as many votes as they can to get them in. And Labour for sure tap into that demographic. They fucking 100% do. We know they do. And uh, to ex- to exploit them because they want votes. And it's completely, it's, it's totally wrong. And they shouldn't have a vote. They should, they should yeah, not have a vote. shouldn't. No. My, yeah. my phone's going unusually. Oh, fucking bat phone. What the fuck? One second. I've got to take this one That's fine. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine, yeah. I'll give you a call. Alright, that's fine. I'll do amazing. Yeah. Sorry, mate, I know that fucks you about um, the my door. Their auntie's gone about the, about the spanking. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Um, oh, um, sorry. sorry. I never get calls yeah. from at this time in the morning, mate. I do apologize. No, no, it's cool. It's fine, man. Don't worry about right. that at all. Yeah. yeah um, so, what are we on? Yeah. I was saying, yeah, like, later. The, the, the voter ID thing, I've never really understood 
how you can say that that is a certainly in America it seems to be that the line is that somehow if you're not white you'll have a problem getting ID that seems to be what it is because they did it's not the the argument for around it in the US doesn't necessarily or doesn't seem to revolve around immigrants in quite the, quite the same way as it does here. Like there, it's like somehow if you are not white, you'll struggle to get ID. And I don't understand how that as a comment is anything but racist. Surely that just comes from this weird, like, save or maybe it's like a white savior thing, I suppose, isn't it? You're looking at it going, well, these people won't be able to work out how to get ID, and they'll 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 struggle to do that. And it's just like, not in the US, because even before the immigration problem got really bad, there was an argument. In the US, the the narrative I've seen is just people of color, as they call them, will struggle to get ID. Because there's loads of videos and stuff knocking around of people just walking up to black people and going, uh, have you got ID? Like, gotcha videos. Just going, have you got ID? And the black people are just like, yeah, fucking course I have. But they're, they, um, they're done to show that, I mean, they sort of got you on this, the side of the the right, if you know what I mean. So they say, well, look, these people, of course they've got fucking ID. They're human beings with brains. They need ID. They went and got ID. Yeah, all the arguments I've seen in the US about it, pretty much until probably the last six to twelve months, has been that um, they talk about like disadvantaged communities and people like that. And in America, that goes hand in hand in their eyes with you know, people who aren't white. Well, we have it. You, we, you, we have we have it in the UK. Well, I'm, I'm a moron. We came in last year. <sighs> what the voter ID? Yeah, it came you have to show ID. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they've been whinging about it. I'm reading an article. It's like so fucking stupid. Listen to this. Yeah, so we do require it here. Yeah, that's new though. Yeah. It only came in last year. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was second, but they're trying to change second it. Off. They're trying to change it. And one of the examples they're citing is because it's discri- because it's discriminatory. It's because How? a lady because <laughs> le- well, this is one example. In this yeah. is in the Guardian. Oh, God. Um, uh, an immunocompromised lady went to the polling station and she had a mask on. Yeah. And they said, move your mask we can check your ID against you. And she was like, no, I ain't fucking moving my mask. And they said, well, you can't vote because we can't check your ID. And that's uh, yeah. that's discriminatory. I mean, I, listen, stand back 10 feet, clear everyone else at the building and check the ID or walk outside but she's actually take a mask off and do the checkouts or something. You can do it. Oh, how about this? Take your fucking mask off. How about off. this? Yeah, you don't even need. Let's be absolutely honest. Oh, if it's one, one person, go. Uh, all right, kind well, of. Per- one person, look at the ID, look at the fucking eyes and the rest of their head, <laughs> and make a judgment about whether it's them or yeah. not. Can you squeeze that? Yeah, like can you squeeze the mask or just close your nose? Down, please, I guess I'm going to rest your face. Yeah, yeah. But you just- can normally tell. You can you can make a good, a fairly good decision, at small scale. One person in a situation like that, that that person probably is that person. It, um, you know what, it, it pisses me off that we're even discussing why it is discriminatory. It's so stupid. It's yeah. so stupid. It's so yeah. stupid. The mail-in vote, well, especially the, when the mail-in votes is the craziest one. Yeah, it's insanity. It, it, like there's there's no reason you cannot do it online, right? And and online you may say, oh yeah, well that's almost as bad as postal votes. It is almost as bad, but it's not as bad if you put in checks in place. Uh, like multi-factor authentication. If you put the same checks in place to place a vote online that you have to have to access your bank account online, yeah, I'm happy with that. There's still a risk there, but I'm happy with that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. much more difficult to try and play play funny buckets with. Uh, but with then they'll say that that's discriminatory about people for people who don't have phones. People and they'll they'll pretend yeah, that poor well, people can't afford phones. They're all, they're, all all, they're all old people and dying. There are every single homeless people, person on the street has a phone these days. They have it. You know, you no. see homeless people with flipping eyes out these days because no one carries cash. And I, I, you know, I think it's a nightmare that there's no cash and it's much less cash going to homeless people because they're in a worse place. But it, that's not, you know, the point I'm trying to make. I don't know why I want to tangent on that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But the other the other side of the whole ID thing, just to talk about that. Like who's all who's really for ID? Big fucking Beelzebub himself. Tony Blair's all about ID. He wants everyone to have digital ID. And the digital ID and not being able to do anything without the digital ID ties into all the shit that's down the line in the future. Now, this is why this stuff is it that we we make we make people aware about all this stuff coming in. But this stuff this is why this stuff is inevitable, because it does solve some problems. Um and like I've tried to make clear in the past, in, in my view anyway, it isn't necessarily that this stuff conceptually is a bad idea. The, you know, if you had one fucking place, your phone, wherever that is, that had all your admin on it, you could do everything from it. That would be that would make your life infinitely better. However, <laughs> it's about who's running this fucking show. You know, if that's completely um, disconnected from any sort of coercion or anything and you can't be made to do anything you don't want to do with it, that's fine. But it won't. the problem is it won't be. So we're going to end up with this stuff anyway. It's just how it's implemented. But yeah. I mean, we can tie into the Elon thing from that, I suppose. Like, he is on one at the moment and it's mega. You know, like when we talk about Elon, the caveat, don't necessarily think Elon's a good guy, not sucking the guy off. It's just currently Elon's interests align with my interests. He's a good guy. Doesn't mean I think everything he says is, is good. But well, I, just, I, I think he's interested in himself. Yeah, That's the point I'm making. I think currently his Elon's own interests tie in with some of our interests and the interests of, I think, you know, the, the populace as a whole. However, I don't necessarily think if his interests changed, he would flip. I'm just saying, I don't think he's a fucking son of God. I don't think he's a fucking saviour. It's just currently, he's on the right track and it's helpful. Yeah, I agree. He's he's rocking the boat, right? And, and he's what he, what he says, he isn't the first person to say the thing. It's what's different about Elon and why he is absolutely seen as a threat to, in inverted commas, the establishment. <laughs> is that... Uh, position is in the position is in the platform he has the audience he has and he is saying stuff that lots and lots and lots and lots of people think but it's very rare for someone in his position a ceo and a ceo of no, no less of very successful very powerful businesses to be saying what he's saying out loud because most of them they'll try and toe the line they don't want to upset the governments that to which they're beholden in terms of regulations and taxation and all the rest of it and they they just want to get on and, and keep their company sex successful and protect themselves and their family. Elon thinks that, but he, he but he also I think he he places he sees the position he's in. He is not happy with the way the world is, and he and he sees it as more important to try and change things for the better by airing his opinions and uh, swaying sway, swaying others' opinion in that way. Now that to the point we we you know, we've we've made before. That's great if the person doing that is of good moral character, which I think Elon is. Like it, it, it will be and could be a nightmare if Elon's opinions start to suddenly shift to something. We're like, oh, yeah. I don't like this Elon anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like this. Yeah, well, what, you do you have to, you... what do you mean you should jail all illegal immigrants? What are you on about? <laughs> yeah, well, it, or the, um... or something, you know? Fucking <laughs> hell! It's not Canada. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Go into your doctors in Canada and tell them you're a bit sad that they fucking point to a suicide pod. It's like a bit miserable. Well, the, place, the place has got fucking mad. But yeah, I think what you've you've got, so you've got governments and then we have this this group of like very, very, very rich, influential people. And some of them, they they're all just after their own interests. It's just that currently some of their beliefs and interests are on one side. Uh, and in the past, that has generally been fairly one-sided. But now you've got a new gang that have just started speaking up. And have, uh, you know, people like Elon, people like uh, Mark Andreessen, Peter Thiel to an extent. Um, you've got uh, who's the guy the other day? Oh fucking hell, Bill Ackerman, who's taking on uh, Harvard and looking into 
um, plagiarism and things like that. Basically, what, what I, in fact, I'll digress about that in a sec. But yeah, you've got these, you've kind of got one side, two two sides of billionaires or billionaires, you know, very, very multi-multi-billionaire people um, who are starting to say things that go against the sort of establishment narrative. And I, that is helpful, even if it just brings balance and it stops people getting too far one way. Like no one's saying everything has to go this way. Like balance is always best. Like you should be able to swing left wildly, left and right. But if it's a task in hand, but once that's done, you should be trying to come back to center. And that is just in life generally. You shouldn't find yourself on one side all the time because you will get out of balance and that's fucking bad. It's one of the reasons that, you know, that that lack of um, moral, what's the word, moral punch from people, you know, business leaders. It's one of the reasons that DI, DIE, DEI went, has gone too far in some aspects, if you ask me. Now, I, don't, I know you don't like DEI at all, right? I think yeah. there's, I think it, there are there are good aspects to it, and I'm and I'm and I'm I'm on board with some of the things it tries to do. I don't believe that you know, for example, I I don't believe that people should be dis, un, unjustly discriminated against, right, or be or be at disadvantaged because of some sort of characteristic they can't help, uh, where they shouldn't be disadvantaged, right? You know, uh, but you know, the reason the DEI went too far, and by too far I mean that it became it became this in in order to fix racism, for example, fix or reduce like the impact of your race on your ability to succeed in a profession. It it continued to be racist. It just the colours switched, <laughs> you know, and the discrimination went against the people who were historically not at a disadvantage. And that's what that's what I think it is at the minute. You know, I I think that I think that in general, if you're if you're a white male, like you are. In, in a lot of businesses and industries, you are at a disadvantage compared to people who aren't white and aren't, aren't male, those two things together. And yeah. I can go into the details of that. I don't really want to, but that's what I think. Not to some fucking horrendous extent. Like, you know, but, but it's a point. The point is DI went too far. And the reason it went too far is because, um, part of the reason is because the business leaders were, they just, they just were saying, they were just repeating what they thought was wanted to be heard and, and, Going along with these initiatives that seem to be gathering meant and being pushed from whichever aspect of big government or you know big like global organisations, World Economic Forum, for example, and just and just carried on with it because that's what seemed to be keeping the keeping them on side with the regulation makers, the tax makers, the policy makers, and we end well, up the where there's a massive kickback on DEI at the minute. Well, and Elon's Elon's at the forefront of that as well in terms of outspokenness. Yeah, well, yeah like well. A lot of DI, DI stuff at the top came through funding, didn't it? So you just you people who uh, said the right things were allowed access to funding. People who um, didn't say the right things and acted in the right way weren't allowed access to funding. And if you're going to go in the bank and your ESG or DEI score makes some kind of not makes a, a difference to whether you're actually going to be able to run your business, that's what it comes down to. Because if the funding at the end of the day, through various, you know. Ladders down comes from people like BlackRock, doesn't it? Yeah, I know you think. Well, don't know because that's that's. I don't think it. Like you know how much those people own. It's true. No, I know that. But in terms of that access to funding, it's not as it's it's not as in detail as that, mate. For for most, it's just not. It's like it it it's it's more more often than not a tick box exercise. Do you have a green policy? Yeah. Do you have a fucking? Do you have a um? You know, e- uh, what's what's the word? Yeah, I don't know. E- do you have a a, a a discrimination policy? Yeah. What, do you have mechanisms in place uh, within your recruitment to um, ensure that uh, people aren't discriminated against because because of their race, colour, or creed? Yeah. That it's like that. It's not. Does your green policy say this? Sometimes it is. Like yeah, it might be. That might be really true at a high level, level. At a really high level. But not down to the level that you think it is. Maybe it's some no, extreme no. circumstance. If you're a like big that. company, if you're a big company, once you get past a certain scale of company, of course you have to have those things. And you have to have departments that run those things. 
It's not just like if I like as like, as Cineas Guild. If I uh, just have some a, a page on my website that talks about those things, that might be a tick box for a small company, but it's not for any company that has any sort of you know scale and sway. Uh, you, you, I, no, I think you're incorrect there. Okay, well, let's disagree on that. I don't think I am. It's just called a HR. <laughs> it's called, well, I, you know, yeah, but I work it, it for does. a fucking huge company. I know. It's, it's but just, it's called, it's, called a, it's called the HR department, right? And, and, but that HR department doesn't have a green policy team. It doesn't have a. No, but you, but you know, for, but no, you, well, you know, but you know as well as I do that the people who find themselves in HR tend to be a certain sort of person. Like, you're being disingenuous here because I know you're shit scared of your, your HR. No, department. no, no. I'm not being disingenuous. I'm not, no, I'm not being disingenuous. I'm, I'm, and I'm not, I, 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 agree with, I agree with that sentiment. Like, a lot of people, yeah. a lot of people end up in HR. This is based on anecdotal evidence. Seem to be yes. more left than what I would be, for example. But on the actual practicalities of it and, and how those policies are, what level of detail is scrutinized to by anything from suppliers to funding providers is not to the level of detail I think it is. It's not. I know it's not. Okay. I, I just like the point you I'm speaking from direct experience and you have no experience in this. In one company? Yeah. Like, oh, right. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. you have experience in your company. Yeah, but the, the and others. This isn't the only company I've worked for. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't. I think. I don't think it's the case that your um, your the way that you do business in terms of DEI and ESG. I don't think it's the case that that doesn't matter when it comes down to funding and whether you can run your business effectively, as in, are allowed to run your business without any constraint. But most businesses funding, right, if you want to use that word, most businesses funding comes from the profit they make from selling the products or services. The kind of the kind of organisations that rely almost entirely on funding from a government, for example, they're I'm not... not talking about a government. All right. Go I'm on. talking about banks. I'm talking about bank funding. Yeah, I still think you're wrong. Okay, that's fine. We can do well, that. Not wrong, not wrong. It's not the level of data you think it is. Yeah. Okay, but I don't think it should be a thing at all. Is my point? Your DEI and ESG scores and practices should have no effect whatsoever, really, on whether you're allowed to access to funding. It should be your whether you are a viable business that uh, interprets whether you are you get access to funding. Because as soon as you politicise anything to do with that, you're making a political decision and not a business decision in that way. Yeah. And the business decisions that are, that are connected to that all come down to an opinion and a, a narrative that people might not agree with. The, the problem with that is, I get, I get, the problem with that is, right, and is that within the DEI bubble is wrapped up in there are you know things like em employee exploitation rules protection against that right are wrapped up in the same thing mm -hmm. so i understand yeah. why those checks and balances exist but then the, i suppose the alternative argument is deregulation less regulation and let the people decide whether that company is good or not because because these days you know worker exploitation bad conditions you're working in you know or throwing toxins into the river they're going to get out. They can't hide that. Like people are going to find that out on social media, and all of a sudden, yeah. um, all of a sudden, that business is, is not profitable anymore. But, but that doesn't. Those things don't have to be political in the same way, do they? Like that's just a bad idea to do that. That's. Do you, you, think, that the you, do you think the politi the politicization of those things came is is a is a downstream effect it's been politicized after it realized their contentious issues and government and par parties have used them to their own ends yeah absolutely okay like state uh, so i mean let's be honest with the dei stuff the dei stuff and i'm sure there are people who disagree with me on this it's just this stuff should be a meritocracy you always want the right person for the job like cvs shouldn't be a, you should see nothing on a cv bar um qualifications and ability to do a job and I'm, I'm even for people doing interviews. If they have to do an interview, they do an interview uh, via some sort of uh, anon filter. So you, did, you don't hear the real voice. You don't see them really. 
and they just they answer your questions. And if the person can do the job, they can do the job, and then they get the job. That's that should be it. There should be nothing to do with. And if you end up where every single person in the company is, I don't know, Chinese, because they were the best people for the job, that's how it should be. And I don't give a fuck yeah. what the, you know, you go, oh, everyone's Chinese in that company. Well, yeah, because they, they, they were the best people for the job. Our recruitment process found the best person for the job. And look, turns out all these people are mega. It's like we've been tracking the Mark Cuban thing with Elon. So Mark Cuban is a US billionaire. He's on their version of Shark Tank. I think he's a billionaire. He's very, very rich anyway. He owns like a, but as part of his like, you know, his, the things that he owns, his little portfolio of interests, he has a basketball team. I think they're called um, the Dallas Mavericks. So he, whether he is in real life or not, but he has publicly pushed back against Elon about the DEI stuff. Right. And it's basically said, you know, you need to, we need to be pushing people from various places into various positions. Elon basically said, okay, in typical Elon fashion, made a joke about it and basically said, okay, cool. When are we going to get a, a five foot four uh, woman or something like that play for the, the Mavericks? Because technically, if you're going to do that, then his basketball team should have players. If you're going to hit all these scores, his basketball team, instead of being, I would imagine, I haven't seen it, but I would imagine it is predominantly very, very tall black guys. Yeah. Or if, tall if he Eastern believes, Europeans. Yeah, or tall Eastern Europeans. I'll tell you what, they fucking love it here. It's Jen, they love it. When I go to the gym, that's all that's on the screens. It's basketball. Really? Um, yeah. But yeah, it's the thing is, people, it's disingenuous. It's like, it's not a people just aren't being honest about it. Like he pushes this DEI stuff and says it's mega, but actually he doesn't practice it because it would it would make his team worse. If his team was full of very small women instead of fucking huge fucking athletic black men, he wouldn't win. Everyone who's a fucking who isn't a moron and isn't scared of fucking saying the rea- talking reality knows that. Because they're the best people for the job. Most people's athletics teams, if you look at it, most people's Olympic team, generally, there is a large proportion of people from African descent in those teams because a lot of the time, just better physically. And that doesn't even comment on mentally. I'm just saying for the physical aspect of doing those sports, generally better at it. That's just how shit is. You shouldn't, it, I just have a massive problem with the whole DI thing. I don't think it's because it's racist at the end of the day. Yeah, I think that's because it went too far. It's like okay, start. You know, you got to think about the way where where it started off. Really, if you took yeah. in terms of impact to Joe Blocks, right, which is you, me, people who are employees, right, and it started off with sexual discrimination, racist discrimination. That that's where yeah. the roots are. Why the fuck are women disadvantaged trying to get a job? And why the fuck are people who are white disadvantaged trying to get a job? This is in the UK, right? Or trying to disadvantage trying to do anything. That's what, and disabilities. And disabilities. Yeah, yeah. Why is a person who's disabled in a wheelchair not able to get a job that doesn't require them to be walking around and running around anywhere? They can just sit at a phone. Yeah. Like their their able bodied counterparts. Right. That's why it started. That's why yeah, yeah. I, and it it's got it's gone too far. You know, like I said, there is there is um you know, in in you there are like as a white bloke there are there are things um or, uh, there are things support networks for example support that i may not be have be able to have access to in an industry or in anywhere i want to work but probably most places in the uk <clears throat> big companies anyway um where if i had different skin color or was a different sexual orientation or was a different gender that I would have access to those things, but because I'm not, I don't. It's like literally the thing they're trying to avoid. Yeah. Trying to avoid. Now, I ain't fucking asked. <laughs> I'm not, like whatever. So whatever. But someone who's different to me may be bothered. You know, um, and it may actually affect them in a in a way that disadvantages them. So yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I just don't see but the, the point is, I mean, it is starting to get pushed back against because people are What are you taking a picture of? I'm gonna take a photo. Okay. 
Um, yeah, just like I get where it started. I get where it started, but surely those problems bother the sort of stuff about. I mean, the disability thing is slightly different. It's ever so slightly different, but you can solve all of that stuff by just having a instead of trying to ensure that certain having quotas for people. Instead of having that, you just have what I spoke about originally. You just have a filter. That means that you don't actually see anything about the person other than their qualifications. You know that it doesn't solve the problem. It depends what you what you want because that solves the problem of everyone having the same opportunity, doesn't it? So that's a quality of opportunity. Anyone can apply, and you will be judged purely on your your merits. And if you get the job, you get the job. It doesn't solve for equality of outcome, which unfortunately is what lot, what lots of people want. Well, you say solve it; it's not a problem. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. If you if you consider these things a problem, yeah, yeah, you consider these things a problem. There's just there's better ways of going about doing it. Yeah, but we're we're so far down the rabbit hole with it. I mean, it, it, to be fair, like like we said, it's pushing back slowly now. Um, because when it comes down to it. We're starting to see impacts of it in real life and people ending up in positions where they probably shouldn't be and aren't quite aren't, aren't the right person for the job. And in extreme circumstances, that could mean people dying. And the military is a perfect example of this. The military is a perfect example of like somewhere there where the wrong person being in the wrong in the wrong place and not being capable. People can die from that. Like the, the last place on earth there should be anything but a meritocracy is the military. You know, and we've seen just from you know recruiting. Was it RAF had a problem with white pilots, white male pilots? And this is not the the flip of this is to say as the assumption is not that no one else can do those jobs with white male pilots, but you're just you are filtering out people who might be capable. You're saying they're not going to get the chance to, to find out if they are the best person for the job. But yeah, yeah, yeah. the problem with all that is like we mentioned this before as well. You know, people people won't scratch beneath the surface so if they see a thing or a, or a statistic and they don't ask themselves the why. They assume the why instead of asking what the why is and doing analysis on it. Oh, the the red arrows is all white male pilots. Racism. Discriminate sexual discrimination? No, mm -hmm. that's probably not what it is. Well, it's not. It is. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. It's probably no. <laughs> no, I know, but it's not. It's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, so we don't have why... to qualify with it. Probably, it's not. Yeah. Oh, so why is it all? Why is it all white? Why is it all white male pilots? Okay, well, yeah. let's see. Let's see where the pool of people who can apply for that that role, what that pool looks like, and that pool isn't going to be all white male pilots. It's going to be mostly white male pilots, probably, you know, because it'll be pilots from the RAF or where, I don't know what they, how what pool they can draw from. And then, mm -hmm. okay, well, if the, let's say the pool of, let's say it is all just RAF pilots and they're all white male pilots or so they're all mostly white pilots. Okay, why are they all white? Why are most of them white? Why are most of them men? Well, because, you know, you should peel it back. Well, because most people who apply for armed forces are men and most people in the UK are white. So by definition, yep. most people in that pool are going to be white and male, which means probably the statistics say the probability is most of the RAF pilots are going to be white and male because of that reason. Now you can go and layer back and say, why is it mostly uh, male people who apply for the military? Then that's a different question. You know, it's like, oh, because, well, you could go really high level and say, well, because the military is more appealing to men than it is to women. Oh, why is that? Sexual equality. Because uh, women have always been discouraged. No, we're just fucking different, different things. But you know that's the level you, you go to. And I mean, you yeah, go yeah. through all those arguments. Yeah. You go, well, it's not fucking racism, and it's not sexual discrimination. It is what it is because of people. You know, yeah. it, it's the same thing with childcare. Why are most? Why? Why is most of childcare female? Also, men don't say. Well, people, not just men. People don't say sexual discrimination. They don't. It's because women are more interested in that fucking job than men. And they're better Probably at more it. Experience. Generally yeah, speaking, yeah. they're better at it. Yeah, yeah. It's like... It's but it's the point, like... I don't... Yeah, exactly. Like, you should... 
you basically all you have, ever have to say is like with the SF thing. Let's look at the SF thing. The SF being open to females. Now, obviously, you know, female people have have worked in SF for years and years. You know, I, quite often, if they, if they don't pass a, a specific course, they're brought in because of they the whatever skills that they have, and they'll go and work with SF. Obviously, some people have passed courses, but you don't need to. You, all you have to do is say yes. This is open to you. That's that's as far as you need to go. Nothing else needs to change. You have a standard there, and you just go. Yeah, yeah. You're allowed to. Go. Yeah, it was stupid that we couldn't. We didn't let you even try. So yeah, come and try now. And they pass. They pass. And I fucking. I tell you now. Well, you know this. Ninety percent. Now it's probably higher than that, but I'll, I'll be. I'll be lenient. Ninety percent of people in the military do not give a fuck about anything at all, anything other than the fact that you can do the job. That's all they give a shit about. Don't care. Like, they understand that, like, it's it's weird having a girl with you sometimes. That is weird. It feels weird sometimes. And men do react differently around women. But if you can do the job, you can do the fucking job. Don't care. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The only, the only relevance any of those... Um discriminatory factors should we say has is in the is in the ability to take the piss out of each other literally it hey you got a different thing about you i'm going to rip into you for that and the person with a different thing about will do the same vice versa it's like yeah. uh, you know it, it it and that's fine banter and it is fine most cases if you know it's all right you yeah. know if everything from hair color to skin color to uh the shape of your head to the shape yep. of your toes. It's, it's, it's <laughs> fucking open. To the room times you defecate in a day. It's like everything. Yep. Everything. But it, but that's, it's always been my contention that if, if you are in the military, I mean, it's just from our experience anyway. From my experience, in the military, if you are not having the piss taken out of you, like, fucking mercilessly, if people don't feel comfortable fucking destroying you, it means they don't like you. It's an affectionate thing to... to Take the piss. I mean, we see this in small little tribal groups everywhere, don't we? The same with like rugby teams, for example. Rugby teams is like a fucking, I don't know. It's a similar thing to the military in a way, isn't it? In the sort of bonding aspect and stuff like that. But yeah, but it's my point. All you have to do is open the door. So you can come and do this now. And if you don't pass, you don't pass. That's, that should be the thing everywhere. Here is the standard we require for this specific job. It is open to all of you. I'm sorry. I know you're in a wheelchair, so actually, it's probably not open to you. But we've got this job that's open to you. We've got this host of other jobs that are is open to you. Because it's fucking, at the end of the day, you know, you physically, you, just, you physically cannot do this because you do not have legs. And we can't. It doesn't work. And, if, you know, unless they're a bellend, they will understand that because they know they don't have legs. Um, just being open. Now, I, I'm all for. In fact, here you go. Your man Harry von Redpigs. Yeah. Okay. So the guy who follows uh, me and uh, Hugh's socials, um, he sent me a, a, an epic voicemail message on X of the day, and it, one of the things he was talking about was um, people not recruit, military recruitment being where it is because people don't see themselves doing the job. And he was talking uh, about the opposite side of this. So he was, he was basically saying that young, the reason that young people aren't joining is because they're not seeing themselves doing the job or something like that. But um, tell me if I mean, don't tell me if I'm wrong. That's just what I've, I've got from your message. Uh, now you can say people will make the argument that, well, we don't get people from these these backgrounds joining because they just don't think that's open to them. Even though it is, they just they don't see, you know, social media, they don't see marketing footage, they don't see whatever doing that job. I don't have an issue with that really. I don't have an issue with going into underrepresented groups and reminding them. I mean, they're underrepresented. It's not the fucking. I'm not a fan of that terminology, but we'll use it. Like, if you think this is a problem, that there aren't as many people from whatever background, and you think it's a, an issue with them just not believing that they can do that for some reason, 
I don't have an issue with you turning up in front of them and doing talks and stuff. Going, like, guys, it's fucking open to you here. You could definitely do this. Why aren't you doing it? And if they go, oh, not interested, mate. That's fine. It's fine. I've got no interest in joining the Navy. I don't want to do that. Not interested in it. Being on a submarine, for example, poke it. I would not do that. There's plenty of professions I've got zero interest in doing. Forget the military. There's tons of... <laughs> the vast majority of employment, I probably just look at and go, I don't want to do that. Where's the issue with that? There is no issue. You can't force people to do it. Because what happens when you force people to do something they don't really want to do is they don't do it very well. Or if you let them in, if they don't hit a standard that's required for that job and then you end up having somebody in there and then you have a situation where, oh, well, actually, you've got this, let's say we've got this person who wasn't really suitable in the first place, who is squeezed through the system in order to hit a number. They're not doing a very good job there. They don't really like it. It's not going well, but they're there. Then their next round of promotion well, that's underrepresented as well. Who have we got for that? Okay, well, so-and-so here. Well, can they do the job? Well, maybe, yeah, okay, move them up. And you end up, whether you like it or not, with somebody at the top of a, or very near, at a position of influence and uh, where you really require experience to do something properly, you end up with somebody who has no business being there. No business being there whatsoever. And then, and then everything beneath it suffers. Because everyone who can do the job and can probably do the job better than them looks at them and goes, why the fuck are they there? It breeds resentment. And that's we see this in most fucking organisations now, don't we? If you're being fucking honest about it, you might be part of one of these large organisations. You don't think so? I think, I think that for those things to be visible or impactful they're only it only happens it's only really impactful in in at, at the higher levels or in industries or roles where it's, it's like life-saving stuff right like where i work it's not like that it's it's merit-based now i i know you you know shit scared i'm not shit scared of it. i i just i i work i have a job yeah yeah yeah, you know? yeah. and yeah. um and uh, it's it's not about being shit scared of of um, like getting sacked or anything. It's about uh, it's about people misinterpreting what I'm saying and and it impacting working relationships. Which is it, it would it's like minimal, but it's just one of those things. The thing is, you know, in the workplace, you you rarely go and talk to this level of detail about these things in the work. And that's how I like, that's kind of how I like, yeah. how I like to keep it. Um, and but, it should uh, be. You know, where I work. I, I haven't seen any case where I work, and like I said, big, big, big company, and I've been there a, a, a while now, like years. I haven't seen any case where someone has got a job and it hasn't been merit based. You know, the the maybe that's particular to our company, and 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 like a testament to how good the HR department is, the recruitment department is, and they are mega, mm -hmm. like they are mega. Um, I see, I see how they do things, and um. Uh, from the like military veterans perspective yeah like they want to like let's take that as an example as a you could almost view it as a protected characteristic if you want in that in this sense of the term they treat they treat it the same way as okay we need to be open i've only got a couple of minutes left by the way i've got a family crisis going on yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i apologize to people that this was going to be short let's go um but let's take the way they deal with veterans now in order to they recognize right that ex-military coming out they're like oh Muppets, like oh, I don't understand this video world, and they may be disadvantaged because they don't understand it as well. But so someone who has the same skills and ability as a civilian counterpart may be at disadvantage because they don't realise they have that and are able to apply for this job or suitable for this role mm -hmm. or industry, right? So what what the company does is instead of saying right, we're going to make X amount of percent of people apply for this, we're going to target and that. If we're not getting twenty percent of people apply for these types of roles and they're ex-military, then we're doing something wrong. They don't say that. What they do is they put all the th they basically train and educate the HR people, right, the recruiters, so that if they get an application from an ex-military person, right, the onus isn't on the ex-military person to have worded their CV in the perfect right way for that role. The onus is on the recruiter to look at it and go, 
ah, right, I see what this means. And I know I know that, that military term, this equates to this instead of the street. This person mm -hmm. actually might fit it. They haven't put it in the way. They 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 do it that way. It's an education thing. So they're not forcing themselves on a on a on a percentage they have to hit. They're just making it they're just arming themselves better to deal with those applications that come in to minimize the disadvantages someone might be at in that way, which is the perfect way to do it. It's the perfect way to mm -hmm. do it. You know, it's like sit with any characteristic you're going to do. And I'm not saying that the military is a protected characteristic of the way, but it's the way, it's just a way to, to, to uh, perceive it at work, the way they treat it. Um, yeah. So I disagree with that point. Well, yeah. No, you're, yeah. But that's, you got, like I said, that's your business. I, I think you made the point that you might just do things very well there. Um, we've been involved in two very different industries as well. So it's, you know. You and I. I'm just, I, my, my, my view is this, that if you don't have a meritocracy and you do end up with people in positions where they shouldn't really be there because they got there because of something other than the fact that they were the best person for the job, generally at scale, that's, and it, this will sound, I, I'm going to be catastrophic because that's what we do on this, on this podcast or whatever it is. Like when that happens at scale, when you get people who are in positions of, influence and authority who do not really have the skills and ability to be there, you get to start or collapse. Like you're seeing it in loads of industries where people can't do things anymore. Like skills and technology that we had 50 years ago, we don't really have anymore. You're seeing that sort of like technological loss because the right people weren't promoted into it. And the wrong people are there, and they don't know how to how the thing beneath them was built. They don't know how the thing they were running because they didn't build it. You know what I mean? And there's there's loads of like offshoots of that to do with how we uh, how we recruit and how we pass information on things like that. Right? Okay. So that's DEI sorted. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of time. I'm out of time. Oh, no, uh, sorry. No, no. I, uh, the, so people who aren't aware. I got I had a family crisis call right at the start of this podcast, and uh, it is a crisis. <laughs> yeah, so Hugh, Hugh's being a good guy, and he uh, he fucked over his family to do this podcast. Oh, so no. No, um... is it, is it, I need to, I need to I need to go and do something. I, I need to leave do. my place by a certain time. And yeah, that, we're approaching that time now. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Well, um, let us know your thoughts. We'll continue doing this uh, this thing. Let's get some feedback. Definitely on the DI thing. Definitely on the DI thing. What are people's experience yeah. with DI? Like we, Gaz and I are voicing two very different opinions there. What, what, what are your thoughts, people, on this? Like, what are your own experiences? Yeah, I have a feeling I'm going to get slammed on that, but that's good. Slam Gaz. Anyway, have a nice day. Cheers, folks. That's to everybody, not just just not just you. See you in a bit. Bye. Bye bye.